Hi, folks. Welcome to Your Quality of Life, Healthy Alternatives. I'm Dr. Christine Sauer, and I'm extremely happy to today have Jean-Fort Dupont on my show. He's a mountaineer, and I'm talking always about we need to choose the right mountain to climb. So you have a special story why you choose to climb mountains. Tell us a little bit about you. Well, thanks you so much for having me. I'm really pleased to be here. Uh, yeah, as you said, we all have a mountain to climb. And uh, yeah, my journey with uh, mental health depression started when I was younger. So uh, I was 13 years old. My sister got really, really sick. She was hospitalized and the doctor find out she was suffering from a, from a, a new kind of illness. It was, she was actually the first case in the world. So they didn't know how to help her. And after a brain uh, scanner, they, they find out she had five holes in her brain. So to further help her and treat her, they decided she would need to go under a, a brain biopsy. So that was really, really scary for me to think I could lose my sister. So just, yeah, take a second, imagine your brother, your sister, somebody you love and care and know that person could just be gone in a second. So that's, that was really, really scary. She spent nine months at the hospital and, uh, yeah, that was really scary to never know if she would be okay. And even today, she's still having some challenges, but wow, she's amazing. She's smiling, even though, and then I was 15, my parents divorced and I was, uh, that was a big challenge for me. It was, uh, I felt I was already kind of confused with my emotion, you know, as a teenager, lots of changes. And the year before I was arrested by the police following some bad decision I made. You know, sometimes you need have, uh, attention, you need uh, to be part of something. And uh, as a teenager, we make lots of different, uh, we want to try this and this and looking for high sensation. And that's exactly what happened with me. And then after my permanent divorce, well, I completely lost it. So up to that point, I was really active, playing lots of sports, nonstop moving. I was hyperactive, but that need for sports was replaced for a need of high sensation. So finally, really quickly, I find myself struggling with addiction, gambling, sex, anything. I was really trying to find any high sensation that would make me feel alive, but it wasn't working at all. Until finally, the age of 19, I just couldn't fight those emotions anymore. There was so much guilt. I was hating myself. I have no self-esteem. I struggled so much, but you know, 25 years ago, nobody was talking about mental health. I didn't know what depression was. I didn't know about mental health. I had no idea what was going on inside. And I will always remember that night when I took, well, I, I, I wanted to take my life away because I was struggling so much. And, uh, you know, a few seconds later, I wouldn't be here with you guys today. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be a dad. I wouldn't have not travel like I did. And, and I know how hard it is sometimes when you're that confused, when you're in that dark space, when you're facing a storm, you don't know what to do, but suicide is not an option. And there's lots of help out there. There's people that love you. Uh, there is help solution, but you have to make that first step. So the next years were up and down, up and down. And uh, six years ago, I was training to become a park ranger for about our parks here. So I live in the Canadian Rockies and that was my dream job. But you know, Mr. Perfect was me. I was trying to always be perfect. I thought if I'm perfect, nobody will know I'm struggling inside how much I hate myself, even though I was older, 35. I thought, oh, I'll do everything perfect. So nobody knows that, oh, I feel stupid inside and all of that. And all that pressure on my shoulder, well, what happened is I hurt my back, seriously. So I had a disc herniation, lower back strain. I couldn't do my job. 
find myself struggling, stuck on my couch for a month and a half. And uh, at that point, I started to have suicidal thoughts again. And I got really, really scared because I had now I had a wife, I had kids and everything, things that I really love in my family. Um, I don't know why the camera. And uh, okay, Zoom. A Zoomism. <laughs> Zoomism, yeah, yeah. So at that point, I made the hardest decision of my life, harder than any mountain I ever climbed. I decided to reach out for help. And uh, that was my first time that I reached out for help and it changed my life forever. It was a struggle. Like I remember taking the phone that morning to call my doctor. And on one side, my heart was telling me it was the right thing to do. I deserve to be loved, deserve to be happy. And that I was a good person. Even if my ego, that little voice inside I was telling me I'm stupid, I'm weak, I'm not worth it or anything, but I finally reached out for help. So six months later, I was starting to feel way better with professional consultation, with the help of medication. And at that point, it's one of the moments in my life where I was a clear, I'm like, okay, I got to do something with this. And I've been passionate about mountain climbing, backpacking, hiking for the, my whole life. And I decided why not join my two passion? Yeah. I got shivers right now. So I decided I will join my two passions of so climbing mountains and mental health and personal development. So that's when I started uh, and I created my project called Overcoming Mental Illness One Summit at a Time. And my mission with my project is really to raise mental health awareness by sharing my own journey with depression, uh, my own struggles, because we all have a story to share. And the more of us will share, the easier it will be to handle stigma around mental health, because every one of us, everyone, men's, women's, doesn't matter. We all have emotion and we have to talk about those emotions. And the more we do it, the better it is. And uh, so, yeah, I started to do um, public speaking two years ago in school with the Commission of Mental Health in Canada. Um, I've done a fundraiser for CMHA Calgary, which I raised $18,000. And with my project, my dream that I always had since well, 20 years, 22 years now. And I always put that dream on the back burner because I was too scared of not having enough money, being strong enough, being whatever, you know, your mind need all the reason in the world. Um, so my dream is to climb the seven summits. So the seven summits are the highest mountain on each of the seven continent. And not too many people have done it. I'm not doing this to be the fastest, the, the, the whatever. I don't care about the record. I'm doing it because it's my passion. And again, it brings us back to, while well, we all have a mountain to climb. It might not be a physical mountain, but inside here, we do have our own mountains to climb, uh, barriers to break. And, you know, when you're climbing a mountain, you're facing yourself. Like, feel like you're naked. There's nothing else. There's just you and your emotion. And you have to go through those barriers. Uh, it can be survival sometime when you're up there, but life feels sometimes like surviving. And you have to remember when you're climbing a mountain, there's help out there. There's people that can help you. Um, and I'm, I'm really happy so far. I've, I've climbed four of the seven summits. Uh, I went to Denali. So that's right behind me. That's the highest one in North America. I did Kilimanjaro in Africa. I went to Elbrus in Russia. And I did uh, Aconcagua. That's uh, the highest mountain outside of the Himalayas that's in the Argentina last uh, January 2019, 20. I'm confused with years, doesn't matter. Um, and now I'm getting ready to climb on Everest. So um, yeah, I think everyone has a mountain to climb and uh, I'm really pleased and happy that finally I've found my place. You know, I've struggled all my life to find a job where I could help people. Just to realize a few years ago, I was the one that we needed help before. 
So it's impossible for you to help other people if you're not helping yourself. And sometimes I talk and people say, well, what a selfish guy. Well, I'm sorry, you have to be selfish sometimes. Because if you don't take care of yourself, like in the plane, when you jump on the plane, it says, well, you have to put the mask on first so you can help somebody else. And it's exactly the same. So you have to love and take care of yourself first so you can help others. And uh, yeah, I'm really privileged to do what I do, I'm doing and to simply be me and sharing my story. And every time I do share my story, I feel, I feel better. It's like hiking. You know, sometimes in life you feel you're... you're hiking or you're walking with a big backpack full of rocks from your past from your fears and when you do share and open up about your emotion well i'm taking one of those rocks and throw it out so yeah it's been an amazing journey uh we're getting ready with uh, so i have a new partnership now with the quebec suicide prevention program association and now we want to bring a group of trekker to Everest Base Camp. I had just had a meeting before. Wow. And uh, we want to use that as a fundraiser, but we're also going to be doing a documentary about mental health. So we'll have some people with us that have their own challenge with mental illness. Uh, some people that have lost lo loved one as well, because you know, there's there's lots of people. I, I, what is it? Three person per day, I think minimum in Canada, they're dying by suicide. Uh, one in five of us Canadian will be affected by mental illness. So we have to talk about that. We have to, but also a big part of my passion and my, my mission is to my, my project is to remind everyone that doesn't matter. doesn't matter your past. doesn't matter your fears. doesn't matter um, whatever life challenges. Every single one of your dream is possible. And I'm not lying here. I'm not going to be lying saying it's easy. It's going to work as you plan because it never does. <laughs> but if you yeah, really make one step in front of the other, keep pushing, keep going. And, and, and yeah, you're going to be facing some storm. There's going to be moments you're wondering, what the hell am I doing here? This is crazy. But if you keep moving forward, you're going to make it to the top. Whatever your top is. I like that. Jean-Francois. Thank you so much for sharing this inspirational story and congratulations of climbing your mountain, not just the seven biggest summits, but the biggest of all, which is our own life mountain. Yeah. yeah and having overcome mental health challenges myself and lost a husband by suicide, I'm very familiar with the struggles. And I'm also fortunate to share my story with others and help others overcome and choose their mountain first that they want to climb. Not everybody yeah. can climb those seven summits that you are doing, which is awesome. So I loved what you're saying. And I just go a little bit back uh, to see you said when you, when you wanted to be perfect, It was because you really felt stupid inside. And I get that because when I wanted to be perfect and I was one of those many people that try to do everything perfectly. And that means you'll never succeed because no. as humans, we are not perfect. No. And it is so hard. And sometimes it's the parents putting it on us. And if you listen to that as a parent, Don't reward your children for the good marks. Reward them for the hard work they do. Mm -hmm. Then they know it, pro progress is comparing yourself with yourself. You don't have to be perfect to be real good at hard work. Just And whether you get an A or a D, hey, you did your best. It's reason to celebrate. Exactly. And that gets you up the mountain. That gives you energy. I love how you said, said that it, 
it does not help to feel stupid inside and say, I'm not good enough. I don't deserve this. Who am I to deserve? You are so true. Yeah. And another point that you said that I so love is that it was the hardest decision for you to pick up that phone and call for help. Yeah. And many people can relate to that, me included. And having been a physician myself, it was even harder because, you know, the saying physician heal thyself. How stupid is that? <laughs> it would yeah. be nice, but it doesn't work most of the time. Yeah. And even physicians need help from other physicians or people. Yeah. And everybody is a human being, whether they're educated or not. It does not matter. We are humans. We have emotions. And you said that beautifully. Now, the hardest decision is to ask for help often. For me, yeah. it meant putting it actually on paper. And when I saw my family doctor, I gave him the paper that said, I'm thinking of committing suicide. Can you help me? And I was shaking as I gave him the paper that was 24 years ago. So if you're in that spot, do as Jean-François and I did. Go see your doctor. Tell him what's going on. Call yeah. them. Uh, and if you have to lie to the receptionist, say, oh, I don't feel good. I have a stomach ache. I want to see the doctor. That's fine. But tell the doctor the truth after you see him or her. Yeah. yeah. And if you have to give him a folded piece of paper to be able to communicate it, do it. Because three, four people dying by suicide a day in Canada alone is too three, much. four people, too many, especially young people. Yeah. We need to bring the message over that there's other ways to improve. And it's normal for human beings to struggle with life. And it's part of life too. Like I've we all go through different things and emotion and there's moments in my life where they were definitely really hard and challenging, but I would not change any of that because I wouldn't be here speaking with you guys today and you, Christine, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. And it's often through the struggles that you really learn who you really are. And sometimes, well, I know for me, I'm a slow learner. So I do need to go down below and uh, really get at the bottom of things to really learn and to, and again, uh, what was it? Three months ago now, I I, um, I felt really, really bad again. I, I, I was just going through a really big high. I was feeling good. Things were amazing. And then starting to feel my energy going down. And then the one morning I was working and I was feeling so bad. Like, I don't think I ever felt like that before. I was working and I had to stick, take a break and then breathe. And just, I was like, oh my God, I'm feeling so bad. And it's really hard to explain. There's not even a word I can explain, but I was feeling so, so bad. So I called my boss. I said, I'm sorry, I had to leave. And I was, I called my mom. I was in my car. I was crying and, I, and it was coming from so deep inside. And I said, I don't know what to do. I have two options. Either I go home, I could have a drink, I could smoke a joint or whatever I could do, try to escape how I'm feeling, or I could go to the hospital and I decide to go to the hospital. And again, whew, got shivers. Um, courage. Said, that is courage because so many people choose the escape route. Yeah. They go home, as you say, they drink, they smoke dope, they take drugs, even they go on Facebook all day and distract yeah, yeah. themselves, watch TV in the older generation, same thing. Yeah. 
And I've done it too many times, but you know, sitting in that doctor office, I, 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 my, I was struggling inside because I felt like I had to do a video because, you know, again, we use social media. Oh, look at that. I've made a nice turkey and cookies. Life is great, but it's not always great. And, um, you know, I felt amazing to be sitting in the doctor office, even though I was feeling like shit inside as I, I was so proud of myself because I had made that decision. And that's after, so I was able to reconnect with my psychologist, professional psychotherapist. And we find out that, well, I kind of knew, but we decided to start a treatment for bipolar and, uh, you know, I, I, I fully accept it because I don't feel worse or than anybody else i don't feel ashamed of it i finally feel at peace because there's been so many times where i wonder why am i like this why am i like this and try to understand myself but now everything makes sense and now with that new medication and still having consultation is really helping me um find peace and i never felt like that before you know i'm used to ooh, people that know me i'm always all over the place but now i feel like I'm, I'm at peace and i get to really be in the present and i'm so proud of myself for reaching out again so please do reach out don't be afraid and even making that first phone call you're going to be scared like I'm, i tell you after you're going to feel so good because you made that first step you choose yourself at that point and there's tons of help out there. But if you don't make that first step, if you don't choose to change, because um, nothing's going to change. So you have to make that decision. You deserve to be happy, to be loved, and just to have fun. Life doesn't have to be so complicated. Um, but we like to make it complicated as humans. There's <laughs> tons of stuff going on up in there. But if you get the right tools and reach out to the right people, um, it can be much easier. And life is beautiful. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's an amazing adventure, but you have to decide to either be a, um, a victim of your adventure or be the creator. I love that. I love your emphasize that you have to make a choice. Nobody can choose it for you. And yeah. that's why so many addiction programs and psychiatric hospitalization fail. If somebody doesn't realize that it's their life that's on the stake. It's their life. It's mm -hmm. especially hard with children when the parents try to push something on the child. Yeah. It is hard. It is really hard for the parent and the child. But even then, there is help out there to help you communicate. So it's a win-win. Exactly. And I love that you go into schools and as a younger person yourself, people can relate to you. And I love that you shared that you have been diagnosed as bipolar and there's nothing bad with that. Yeah. And as the same, my official diagnosis, I share that freely, is schizoaffective disorder. I was able with combination of methods to get off my medication and be very good, but not everybody can. And medication can be so helpful. So if medication helps you in any way, keep it up. And if you feel it doesn't, talk to your doctor if there's alternatives. For sure. And there's many of them. And I love it that you feel so much more peaceful. Isn't that what we all want? Inner peace, contentment, a measure of happiness. Mm -hmm. It can't be every day. As you say, climbing a mountain is darn hard. You sweat, you push yourself to the breaking point. And at some point you stand on the summit 
you look around and you enjoy the view. And I have done a lot of mountaineering as a young person in Germany, in the Alps, and in, in Europe, in Italy, in the Dolomites. I loved it. Hiking in the mountains is like nothing else. Not that big mountain, but uh, the bigger mountains I climbed later, but they were inside. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Said. So beautiful. And we have to remind ourselves that it's not about reaching the top. It's the journey to make there. Because on the top, as you know, we spend 30 minutes, an hour if you're lucky, but you know you still have to come down. So it's not yeah. about reaching the top. I, I mean, yeah, I'm a mountaineer. So yeah, I enjoy the views from up there. But it's about the journey to get there, to come back down to your family back to, to your safety and uh, do it again. Yeah, and, and, and I love that you're climbing seven mountains because really it's not just one mountain we climb in life. Yes, life is a long journey that has an end at the end of when we pass yeah. on, but it consists of several, uh, many, many little voyages. And every time we climb a little mountain, as little as it can be, it's so important when we reach the summit of the little mountain, to celebrate so we get stronger and can go to the next mountain. Yeah. Love it. Love it. You're so inspirational, Jean-Francois. Thank you. Thank you so much. And yeah, I'm just loving what I do. And that's the thing. That's the main goal of life, just to love what you do. And if you do something where you can help someone, that's even, wow, it's amazing. It feels great to be able to do what you love and not take all the pressure from the outside and, you know, Try to live your life the best way you can and just follow your own dream and passion. And if, there's gonna, always going to be someone telling you it's impossible. You don't have this and this and that and this. And, you know, those people are the one that needs love. They're the one that needs. They're usually those people that don't even make that first step. So uh, it's so much easier to criticize someone than in, you know, have all the reason in the world to not start that project. It costs like $200,000 to climb uh, the seven summits. Mount Everest, it's $60,000. Um, uh, and it, I know it's putting a big break on, on my dream, but you know what? I'm, I'm going to train. I'm going to do what I can. So the only thing you can do is make steps to reach out for people for sponsorship and things like that. But the only thing I have control over is my personal training, physical training, because it could take Five minutes, one phone call. Somebody says, I love what you're doing. Here is the money. People, money is energy. It's just like anything. Um, but to train from Mount Everest, it takes like a year, six months minimum. So that I can control, that I can do. But the money, well, it's going to come whenever it's the right timing. So don't, you know, sometimes we have dreams and we just want things right now. And that's me. I'm not patient. <laughs> I want things done right now. I hear you. Most people are nowadays and we no longer save for a long-term goal because it may never come. So that's fine. And if yeah. somebody that listens to that or watches that gets inspired to give you something for your summit tour or for the mental health, yeah. uh, where can they go to donate or give it? Yeah, people can reach out to me via my Facebook page, My Life, My Adventure. They can send me an email uh, on my website. I don't know if you're going to put a link uh, with their uh -huh. interview. I do have a GoFundMe going on so people can help and support as well there. Um, but I'm really looking forward when I had that meeting before us this morning, just to think I'm going to see Mount Everest. Wow, that's a big dream of mine. And all the documentary and everything happening is just... Uh, Wow, it's unreal. And there's been moments since I reached out for help six years ago, seven years ago now. 
uh, five, six, seven, doesn't matter. Uh, where there's been moments in my life where I, I had to pinch myself. I'm like, I can't believe this. This is so amazing. I had just climbed Mount Kilimanjaro and I was sitting by the pool having a nice little drink. I could see Kilimanjaro in the distance and I started to cry by the pool. Oof, shivers again. And I'm like, am I really in Africa? And I just climbed Mount Kilimanjaro, that's unreal. So if really, again, if you keep pushing, if you keep following your dream, make those steps, every single little step counts. Even if it's making a phone call today, doing a research on your project, on your music, on your cooking, on whatever passion, and that's something big. You have to nurture that passion of yours because your passion is your way to express yourself, to create a better life for other people and yourself in the first place. So whatever that passion is, follow it and it really is a way to express yourself i believe it was life giving us something that we can do really really well and that we can express ourselves so if it's singing for you cooking drawing dancing whatever you like doing do it because whenever you go through those changing moments when you go through a storm if you get yourself back to that passion it's just going to come down. It's going to be much easier. So don't ever forget about your dreams and passion. And just the keep- passion is what gives you the energy you need to climb your mountain. I love that, Jean-Francois. You're yeah. so right. I love your passion. It speaks for you. Yeah. And you know, sometimes dreams will come uh, reality much later. There's a mountain I first climbed 10 years ago. And we had really bad conditions, no ice. It took us 16 hours from the hut to the hut. We didn't summit. Uh, and then just last week I had a flash. Okay, I'm going to do it by myself this time. Conditions were perfect. The weather was perfect. And I made it 10 years later. Wow. So you never know. Dreams will come true maybe at a later date, but it, just keep dreaming, keep doing it. Then sometime also what I've realized over the years is sometimes we want something right now, but the life knows better. Life knows so much more than we do. And sometimes things happen. Well, they always happen for a reason. So maybe sometimes we're not ready. There's things I've done uh, as far as a climber that if I was to do it 10 years ago, I was not ready. I would have hurt myself or hurt my, my, my partner. So everything comes at the right timing. But let's be patient. It's hard. It's hard to be patient. <laughs> I love that. Jean-Francois, you're an inspiration. Thank you so much for being on the show. And again, I will share the links below the video and in the podcast area. Please go to his website, to his Facebook, look up the GoFundMe page. And if you're able, give a few dollars. So that man uh, can not just make his dream through, but also give back to mental health, bring back the good message that there is hope, there is yeah. help. And we need to get out of delegating our health to others. We need to take responsibility for us Ask for help if you need it and go for it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Have a good day. You too.